Meine Damen und Herren, darauf haben Sie alle gewartet. Damas y caballeros, lo que todos han estado esperando, Shokrut. Mesdames et messieurs, Shokrut. Hi everyone, this is Shukrut, the cultural podcast. Hi Kimberly, hi Tommy, hi Alex. Hey Nico. Hi. Hey. So today we welcome Alex from Brazil. Alex, uh, I just remember um, we met in Oregon and I just remember something about uh, this time we had together. I remember that you and I actually were already interviewed for a podcast. Can you remember that? I can't. <laughs> Were we? <laughs> it was near the coast and there was a guy interview interviewing the two of us and it's when Jeff took us and I never heard of this guy um, after, after that. That's so true. You stroke me like beginning and so it's wonderful to have you on the podcast now because kind of it completes the circle <laughs> in some way. <laughs> yeah. It might be definitely. where this idea was born in Nico's brain. <laughs> Right? That's, that's definitely a possibility. Yeah. So, Alex, can you tell us uh, a bit about you? Mm -hmm. Of course. Um, so, my name is Alex, or actually, my name is Felipe. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, disclaimer. Uh, Alex is my second name. But the thing is, in the US, nobody would ever pronounce my name correctly. And that would, uh, you know, give me some tingles that were a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> so I decided that since nobody actually calls me Alex in Brazil, because it's not very common, um, I decided, well, now, now it's the chance. And there's this thing of the tingles that I have every, every, every time an American pronounces my name incorrectly. So let's use Alex because it's very american everyone will get like from the start and let's roll with it mm -hmm. and so that's the, the disclaimer i uh am also a foreign language teaching assistant i am actually not done with my program yet and i will be done by the 12th of june so i'm still working for the university of oregon and so far it has been a really good experience nico and tommy talk about oregon a lot and their love of it so i'm sure yeah. that you were part of that yeah and so uh we mentioned the oh. end of the journey the end of the program and just happened that uh today is the 13th episode of shukrut i hope you're not superstitious but it's the, it's the 13th and um, and it's a friday Ooh. yeah and it's a friday <laughs> and it might be the last of the second season so we're intent to end that in a spectacular way and therefore, we wanted to bring up the poetry section uh, one more time today with you, Alex, if you want to share a bit of poetry from, from your home country in your home language. Yes, of course. Um, Thank you so much. So, I brought a poem that it's actually thinking now of the poem, it's very, 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 um, it, it fits with. Uh, the time that the world is facing right now mm -hmm. and in terms of what we collectively and individually 
um, are are facing and what we can uh, perceive from from this moment. So the poem is called "Shoulders Support the World," and it's by one of my favorite authors, uh, and his name was Carlos Trumon Andrade. So shoulders support the world. There comes a time when we no longer say, my God, a time of absolute purity, a time when we no longer say, my love, because love proves useless, and eyes don't cry, and hands only wave in rough work, and the heart is dry. Women knock at the door in vain, don't open it. You stay alone, the light goes out, and in the dark, your eyes glow enormous, you're convinced. You no longer know suffering, and you expect nothing from friends. Old age matters little. What is old age? Your shoulders support the world, and it weighs no more than a child's hand. The wars, famines, and talks in beauty only prove that life goes on and not all have freed themselves yet. Some, finding the spectacle barbarous, prefer the delicate to die. There comes a time when there's no point in dying. There comes a time when life is in order, merely life without perplexity. And that is the version in English. And I'm gonna uh, read right away the version in Portuguese. Thank you so much. Os ombros suportam o mundo. Carlos Drummond de Andrade. Chega um tempo em que não se diz mais, meu Deus. Tempo de absoluta depuração. Tempo em que não se diz mais, meu amor, porque o amor resultou inútil e os olhos não choram e as mãos descem apenas do rude trabalho. E o coração está seco. Em vão, mulheres batem a porta. Não abrirás. Ficaste sozinho. A luz apagou-se. Mas na sombra, teus olhos resplandecem enormes. És tudo certeza. Já não sabes sofrer. E nada esperas de teus amigos. Pouco importa, vem a velhice. Que é a velhice? Teus ombros suportam o mundo. E ele não pesa mais que a mão de uma criança. As guerras, as fomes, as discussões dentro dos edifícios provam apenas que a vida prossegue. E nem todos se libertaram ainda. Alguns, achando bárbaro o espetáculo, prefeririam, os delicados, morrer. Chegou um tempo em que não adianta morrer. Chegou um tempo em que a vida é uma ordem. A vida apenas sem mistificação. Thank you so much for sharing that That's with us. Thank you much, Alec. It was really wonderful. Even in You're English, welcome. it was very powerful how you recited the poem, but even in Portuguese, it sounds just much more energetic and, and, and you know, the message kind of gets better across, I think, when you recite it in Portuguese. Thank you so much. You're welcome, guys. I think it's very important for us, especially in the part uh, that he says, um, he mentioned, your shoulders support the world and it weighs no more than a child's hand. Mm. I think it's so powerful for us to understand that 
it doesn't matter how hard we think it is, the world, even if we think we're carrying it with our shoulders, it doesn't waste as much as the hand of a child. And I mean, it's so light, the hand of a child. So it's all a, a matter of perceiving, you know, like what lenses are you using to see the world, to see your problems? Yeah. Interesting. And, and it fits so much into this current situation the whole world is in right now. It's, it's the perfect poem to describe what's going on, I think. Yeah. I, um, like, I found the poem actually, I kind of had a different interpretation, I think, as I was listening. Um, Ooh, I love it. I'm always the one with like the let's throw the let's throw it to the side um but I kind of thought of it actually as the as the person was kind of expressing kind of like having given up actually like someone knocks at the door but you don't even answer like the weight of the world actually it only weighs like a hand on the kid because you're actually not carrying it so I'm not exactly sure if that's a correct interpretation or if that's what the poet was trying to say. Um, but as you were reading it, that's what I was taking in. Well, I think that meaning comes from the action of reading. So, and, and poems are made to be read out loud, which means it involves listening, right? So listening becomes the part in which meaning is created and i think that i mean in terms of poetry i love your interpretation i don't know if that's what he meant by it but i think it totally it's it's worth it and it makes sense to me i mean i guess it kind of all reads like with what tone you read it and like with what perspective mm -hmm. but that's kind of like that was what kind of came across in the english to me um again i don't speak portuguese so i can't analyze it even in, in its original language so um, you'd have to tell me if you can hear that tone or, or perceive that. But um, but that's kind of like, that was kind of, yeah, my, <laughs> my small perspective. <laughs> totally. I think, I think it definitely has, I think it definitely has, uh, like, my interpretation of it going on through the tone of my voice, mm -hmm. the, the choice of rhythm that I, that I, that I made. Um, so yeah, definitely. I think it has uh, like a, a pinch of myself in it as well. Yeah, well, and you you introduced it in a certain way too, so I was primed maybe to 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 read it and listen to it in that yeah. in that sort of sense. So yeah, it's very interesting because I think we heard different things from our own perspectives. Like I heard resilience too. I heard a bit also of hope in the way he kind of. Um, somehow finds peace even the moment in the moment of extreme doom so i think that there's a bit of hope in there as well but that's also i don't know my interpretation and anyway i think it was a wonderful performance so yeah. thank you so much that. yeah thank you alex awesome so um after that we wanted to talk about pop music a bit uh we never talked uh, too much about music in Shukrut extensively and you're the guy for that so um, I just wanted to ask you, Alex, if you, if you discovered a um, band during your stay in the U.S. that you are listening to at the moment, or um, if you just wanted to talk as well about Brazilian bands, Brazilian genres of music that we might not know that you'd like to introduce to us and to our listeners today? 
Uh, I think we can do a, a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. I am very passionate about music in general, and I'm even more passionate about pop music because, well, I am gay, disclaimer, and I, I think that like the gays love pop music naturally. You know, like we were born to love pop music. <laughs> well, most of us, uh, I can't speak for the community because I'm not a uh, representative. Um, but definitely it, it's a huge part of, of gay culture and the gays are always there to stand the, the pop divas and pop culture in general. So I have to know then, who's your favorite like pop singer from the U.S. then, or yeah, who, who do you love? Um, I know, I just asked the impossible question, that's my <laughs> Definitely. I'm, I'm kind of hating you right now. Uh, <laughs> I think in terms of uh, voice, my favorite singer is Beyonce. Nice. And yes. in terms of artist, okay. my favorite singer is Lady Gaga. Because mm. I think that uh, nice she one. always has a concept between the, the songs and the album. Yeah. And I think that is very precious. Yeah, Lady Gaga is is actually an amazing singer, and I don't think she gets the rep that she deserves for that mm -hmm. because she's usually doing other things with her music and trying to make statements and and those types of of things. And but but she's like Juilliard trained musician, and yeah. um yeah, we watched the what was it Nico that we watched like the one yeah, we, so Alex yeah. I believe you watched the one word at home performance when she played smile uh, it's a song mm -hmm. like Charlie Chaplin I think and uh, she performed solo on piano I did it it's one okay so like but like you know you're thinking Lady Gaga is showing up but yeah. she showed up as just like well, I think her real name is Stephanie, so I'll say Stephanie showed up um, <laughs> instead of Lady Gaga. Like, it was beautiful. It was way more sort of classical type of musical performance. Yeah, totally different. I also, I also love her more conceptual stuff, and uh, I think she inherited a lot from David Bowie, and you talked about, mm -hmm. like, um, the way she brings a lot of concepts and a lot of, she experiments a bit with her music, and I think she... She loves David Bowie a lot. I remember she paid tribute to him when he passed away. And David Bowie being one of my favorite singers as well, uh, I wanted just to mention that. And uh, and that's that's fantastic. Yeah, I think yeah, definitely. She she drinks a lot from uh, rock, and uh, I mean her her own name. It's from the the Queen song, the Queen song. Radio Gaga. Mm -hmm. So definitely, and I think she is so unapologetically her that it like it goes out from her port you know like and I think she has done so much stuff that uh was different from what she uh, came up with uh from the beginning so she came up like with a with a song that was called Just Dance mm -hmm. and after that two uh, pop albums, very like dancing uh, songs, very like um, for the, the gay clubs to play uh, on repeat. And after that, she came with a third album that didn't go so so well. And uh, people were, were saying like, mm, like not really good. 
And then I think that she decided that she was going to do um, things that would show her her vocal ability more mm-hmm. and show that she is an artist in essence, that she can do the, the classic uh, thing. But she can also do the music that will keep people moving, that will keep people dancing. And that is also important. I think that is a, a very great statement that she as an artist uh, brings to not only uh, the, the, the industry as in people consuming music, but also to, to the world mm-hmm. as in the art that she's putting out. Like, so, because pop music has this, like to, to be very neglected uh, in, a, in a point of view of like the, the critics. And I think she, she does that so, incredibly that she 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 sends a message that like mm-hmm. i know it's pop and i know it's neglected but i'm going to show you that mm-hmm. it can have a message you can have a powerful message mm-hmm. and it can it can be very very good art yeah i think lady gaga it's like you might love her you might hate her but i don't think you can ignore her yeah exactly true no i think i think you're totally right and i think as you said, uh, Alex, you know, Lady Gaga started with Just Dance and maybe with pop songs that pe- critics were not really loved by critics, you know, but they were loved in, in the discos, you know, and, and you can just, you could enjoy her music, you can dance to it, you could have fun. But now recently she's been producing so much more, you know, music with messages, so much more powerful music. And I think this is also a great transition to uh, the pop musician you mentioned first, Queen, because I love mm-hmm. Beyonce actually more than Lady Gaga. And I think Beyonce is just the greatest artist on earth. And <laughs> I find Beyonce kind of had a very similar start, you know, with Destiny's Child and everything. And she kind of mm-hmm. built up her solo career and she was maybe not regarded. I mean, she had a brilliant voice, but you know, her songs maybe didn't have a message for some people. But I think also Beyonce recently, especially I think with the album Lemonade, you know, mm-hmm. she kind of proved, but even before, but with Lemonade, that she also has so much to tell and to, to, to kind of convey messages to people. And then also with about her African roots and, and everything. And I think um, it's great, you know, to see that pop music is not just there for fun, but as yeah. you mentioned, you can receive so much more from it. And I don't know, what do you think about, about Beyonce, her transition or her change, you know, into also kind of producing songs with more messages? I think it's, uh, you said it well. Uh, Beyonce is the greatest artist in the world, period. Um, I mean, there's no one else who can do what she does. Um, and I mean, no one. <laughs> but um, like going to your question, I think it's um, it's very important for us to analyze that she started to do her music, and by her music, I count from album, uh, from the album that is called Four Onwards, uh, because before that, she had to do everything that the white people wanted her to do and to be so that they would buy and yeah. so that they would accept her as an artist. And I think that is something that not only 
Beyonce as a black person, but also as a woman had to face, and many other women in the industry have faced, mm -hmm. uh, which is, I mean, we were just talking about Lady Gaga doing like more classical uh, songs. She literally put, put out a, j a jazz uh, um, album with Tony With Tony, Tony Bennett. Bennett. Tony yeah, Bennett, exactly. Yeah. Yes. So that people could take her seriously, mm -hmm. you know? So what Beyonce did was, okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you what you're asking me. Mm -hmm. But then when I have you all in my hands, I'm gonna deliver what I am truly uh, here to do, what, like, what my message is for this world. And I think she does it beautifully, like no one else can do what she does. You guys are fangirling like hardcore right now. <laughs> totally. Yeah. We are big fans. What should I we know, do? I know, I know, um, I think you brought up a very interesting like catch 22 about pop music. Like this idea that I have a message and I have a voice and I want to share it, but will anyone even buy that? And I think that is kind of an interesting like dilemma mm -hmm. or conundrum or like a catch 22 because it's like, I have this beautiful voice and I want to sing and I have these messages that I want to say, but will, but will the public buy it? Because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm doing this, you know, to make money for a living. And so I think it's a very interesting kind of weird thing, you know, for, for an artist, I think, especially I, I can't imagine what that must, be like for them to go like but this is what i want to say but people like this song or um yeah to try to be true to what you believe and then at the same time sell yeah that's really really tricky yeah i think real icons find the perfect balance between mm -hmm. uh, personal expression and, and they mm -hmm. find you know, the envelope of it mm -hmm. um another hero of mine john lennon was always talking about the way he kind of dresses the songs like he wants to say something that might be subversive that might be not conventional and he dresses it up like he he does a packaging that he knows is gonna sell and i think that's that's also part of the art and uh, in the show business industry definitely and beyonce is a part of that and i watched uh when i was in in louisiana i watched uh, in, in an airbnb for the for the story i watched her coachella performance that was streamed on i don't know which channel but i was amazed and i was like I had you know Netflix, I think, right? Yeah, Netflix, exactly. And uh, and I I realized Tommy knows. Know. Just ask him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy is Queen Bpedia. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I watched it as soon as it got out, of course. Yeah, it's called Homecoming, I think. It's got yeah. nothing to do with American football, but or or is it? Is it? <laughs> Yeah. Well, actually, so like, well, the idea of homecoming is that you go home for this football yeah. game, even if you yeah. don't live there anymore. So yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, that's awesome, guys. We had uh, I, I'm watching at the clock. We had a really good conversation. On that I awesome. think I think we're good. Thank yeah. you so much, Alex, for sharing that. Um, yeah. We just wanted to kind of thank you all, listeners, because this is our last time before a while. We're gonna to take a step back on releasing stuff. We're gonna keep on working together, but. Um, we want to keep to date and to find interesting content and we were honored to have you Alex on the show today to close the season it was really great to talk with you thank you I was really honored to participate
participate and mm -hmm. uh, given the the opportunity to share a little bit of, of, of pop music and what I think mm -hmm. about it and its complexity. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's amazing. Bye. So Alex, if you want to say goodbye to our listeners uh, by proposing a song of your choice that we're going to play afterwards uh, when I'll edit the podcast. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm going to recommend a song that people might not like. I don't know, honestly. But it's a song that is uh, it's very meaningful to me. Uh, it's uh, written, produced, and, and sang by a Brazilian artist. Mm -hmm. And it's pop, and it's more like conceptual pop. And it carries a very, very powerful message. And for me, it's very dancey. So the name of the song is Bicha Preta, and, um, which in English would be a translation for Black Fag. And is for, uh, by the artist called Linda Quebrada. So I hope you enjoy it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Shukrut, guys. Shukrut. Thank you very much. Shukrut. Shukrut. Bicha estranha, louca preta da favela Quando ela tá passando, todos rindo a cara dela Mas se liga macho, presta muita atenção Senta e observa a tua destruição Que eu sou uma bicha louca preta favelada Que quando eu vou passar e ninguém mais vai dar risada Se tu for esperto pode logo perceber Que eu já não tô pra brincadeira Eu vou botar é pra fuder Que bicha estranha, ensandecida Arrombada, pervertida Elas tomba, fecha a causa Elas é muita lacração Mas tá que eu não tô te ouvindo, boy Eu vou descer até o chão O chão O chão O chão, 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 chão Bicha preta Tra, tra, tra Bicha preta Tra, 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 tra Bicha preta A minha pele preta é meu manto de coragem Impulsiona o movimento e vai, desce a viadagem Vai, desce, 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 desce a viadagem Macho, presta muita atenção 
senta e observa a tua destruição Que eu sou uma bicha louca, preta, favelada Que quando eu vou passar e ninguém mais vai dar risada Se tu for esperto pode logo perceber Que eu já não tô pra brincadeira Eu vou botar é pra fuder Que bicha estranha, ensandecida Arrombada, pervertida Elas tomba, fecha a causa Elas é muita lacração mas tá que eu não tô te ouvindo, boy Eu vou descer até o chão O chão O chão O chão, o chão, o chão, chão Bicha preta Tra, tra, tra Bicha preta Tra, 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 tra Bicha preta Tra, tra, tra Bicha preta Sempre borralheira com um quê de chinerela Eu saio de salto alto maquiada na favela Mas que pena, sou agora um viu que bela aberração É muito tarde, macho alfa Eu não sou pro teu bico, não